0: Welcome to the Inspirational Australians podcast, where we chat to people making a difference in their communities and in the lives of others. And here is your host for today, Jeff Griffin.
1: Our podcast guest today is a 2020 finalist in the Queensland Young Achiever Awards First National Real Estate Leadership Award. Crystal White is a volunteer with HairAid was a project leader on four international aid projects to the Philippines, and she's a fundraiser and an educator. I'm really looking forward, uh, with great interest, to learning more about Crystal's life journey. Crystal, welcome to the podcast.
0: Hi, guys. Thanks so much for having me.
1: Uh, absolute pleasure and privilege. As I say, I'm really looking forward to hearing more about you, your journey. You make such a difference for others. You're clearly very passionate about helping other people, which I really, really love. So, as the Gold Coast Tweed coordinator for Hair Aid Community Cuts, how did you get involved and how do you actually make a difference in the program?
0: Okay, so I began with Hair Aid. I think 2014 now, and I've done six international programs uh, since that information's come through to you, so uh, wow. prior to COVID. Um, look, the Hair Aid Community Cuts Program is an amazing initiative that started uh, with their first community cuts, actually based out of Southport on the Gold Coast at a place called Angel's Kitchen, and it was something that the CEO from Hair Aid, Selena Tumasic, she um created due to wanting to be able to impact our local communities not just internationally so it's where we team up with community organizations across australia including with me on the gold coast and we send volunteer hairdressers every six weeks for two hours to offer complimentary haircuts a conversation and a bit of love to people who need it and it's amazing this will be the fifth year of us doing Hair Aid Community Cuts. So it's pretty amazing achievement from all around. We now have 84 across Australia, which is huge.
1: That is huge. That is amazing. And I guess when we think of homeless people and their needs, haircuts don't really factor into your thoughts, you know, just really feel for them having a roof over the head or, or food. and But providing that haircut would, I imagine, give a lot of self-esteem to how they look but also as you rightly said another thing is just that conversation and sharing your time with them would be so so important Mm -hmm.
0: we we have to remember that You know, um, with homelessness comes a variety of different needs. And we found that one of the things was a haircut, not only for self-esteem to make them feel better, for hygiene purposes as well, making sure that they're clean. Um, We can also, as hairdressers, we're trained to see all sorts of things, skin conditions, maybe they have open wounds or things they need to go and see someone about before they have a haircut, Um, talking to them about hair care because you know we might be working with community organizations but that doesn't necessarily mean that everyone in that organization that comes to the feed are homeless so we do have a lot of pensioners or a lot of people that have fallen on hard times they still need a haircut and if it's the difference between you know $35 worth of groceries or $35 for a haircut you know I know which one they're going to pick so to be able to provide that service is amazing and also too thinking that people in those circumstances may be lonely maybe on their own maybe don't have family or they haven't had human connection in a long time so having someone even physically touching them on their head and smiling and saying wow how's your day let's have a conversation can really make a difference in their life and impact them and a really amazing story that I'll share with you on that is we have a gentleman who he prior to covid because we're social distancing, but he had been coming to see us for five years and it was Christmas time at the time and I I seen him and I cut his hair, have done every six weeks for five years and I said, oh, Merry Christmas, I went to give him a hug and he said, oh, you don't want to hug me, I'm yuck, no, you don't want to hug me. And I said, of course I want to hug you and I gave him a hug and he started to cry and he said, that is the first hug I have had. In many many years, no one wants to touch me because I'm not worthy. And I thought that's not that's just one circumstance. We get that a lot. One gentleman said, "I love that you're cutting my hair because no one would ever want to touch me." You know, that's that's a really powerful thing.
1: That is so powerful and so wonderful, and all power and kudos to you and all of your teams across the country. I can't believe the brilliant work that you're doing. Uh, You know, it just blows my mind, gives me goosebumps. Um, Just to be making a difference in that way, what you might think is small but is powerful, you know, exponentially for every single person across so many different haircuts, just for one one person across those years is really, really so powerful and so impressive. So congratulations to you. Congratulations to everybody involved but you're also involved in aid projects to the Philippines. So can you tell us a bit about that and what you do there?
0: Yeah, so HairAid has two sides of it. So as well as our HairAid community cuts, 10 years ago, exactly, 10 years ago in January, um, they began projects beginning in the Philippines. And these projects teach five-day haircutting programs in order to teach a skill to those in slum communities in order for them to earn a living. So they learn five basic haircuts and after those five basic haircuts, they receive a small kit from us in order for them to create a micro business or possibly cut hair at home, things like that. Now, this this amazing organisation didn't start with haircuts. It started with the founder, Selena, and her husband, who were on a holiday, who happened to be in a bar where they bumped into two nuns, two nuns in a bar, which I find very funny, and it all began with starting a sewing centre. So Selena and her husband actually began with some uni students and created a sewing centre. And after carting all the sewing machines and equipment and volunteers over and creating a sewing centre, they sort of said, what else could we do? Is there anything more? And they said haircutting. Because in the Philippines, it's illegal for a boy to go to school without a haircut and a man to go to a government job or a security job without a haircut. Now, if you could think about that, whether feeding yourself and your family or whether getting a haircut was more important, these families were giving their children the haircut and going without the food. So how could we overcome that? How could how can we help contribute to um, making it so they can eat and have the haircut and send their children to school or give them livelihoods? And that's where Hair Aid was created all those years ago. And it's 10 years going strong with people all over the world who come and do these projects. Now, we're also in... Thailand, Indonesia, Cambodia as well and the Philippines and it's an amazing initiative and the projects have uh, impacted hundreds and hundreds of people. We've trained hundreds of people and we've got to share space with so many amazing, talented hairdressers and barbers from all over the world.
1: Absolutely brilliant. I just love that. You know, congratulations on 10 years. That is uh, significant what I really love the most is the sustainability of the concept. How You're not going over there just to give haircuts. You're actually teaching people to be sustainable, have a job, you know, and uh, you're providing kids so that they can make a living mm-hmm. from the work, the powerful work that you're actually contributing. Yeah. That is extraordinary and just brilliant
0: it's all all by the power of donation as well so all of the equipment we take over are old scissors that people have used and we've contacted companies who have uh reserviced all of those scissors and we've got donations of combs and clippers and while has been an amazing um asset to us donating clippers and Um, salons have sponsored equipment and that way that no matter where we are and what skills we're teaching those people can leave with the equipment so they're able to continue with those skills and when we've come back time and time again being able to see pictures and photos that they send to us with pictures of their new businesses pictures of them sending their kids to school with haircuts them servicing the equipment and really looking after it to them that bit of equipment we give them that's gold that's worth money and they look after it and it's so incredible what we do is sustainable and we've seen the impact on that coming back to the philippines multiple times i can tell you the first person i've trained i will still see six projects later absolutely doing amazing things and the best thing is is they come back and help train other people and they help volunteer in their own communities in order to share this gift so it's not only about teaching skill it's about teaching volunteering it's about teaching giving back it's about teaching looking after the things that you've got and cherishing those things and how to look after them properly and also um inspiring them to go hey you can teach other people too
1: i was wondering you know how many people that you teach that you enable with um with hair cutting equipment stay with it but you answered that question which is awesome and I I find it wonderful that you also keep connect with those people as well you go and re-see them you make sure that they're okay and they're they're still going.
0: A hundred percent if time permits I Me personally um, and whoever's in our team at the time, we actually physically go back and visit those communities and make sure, is there anything else that you need? Is there any equipment we can help replace in order for you to keep doing what you're doing? Um, Have you had any challenges or anything you'd like to overcome or would you like some upskilling? and teach them some more haircuts to add to their portfolio. So although they can't possibly go into a salon, whereas thankfully we have actually been really lucky to work with a company called David Salons in the Philippines who's actually taken on some of our trainees from the slum into a commercial salon and giving them a proper trade. But being able to go, okay, well, you know, in your community, we can teach you a few more haircuts so you can bring in some more revenue. So it is something that works. It is circular and um, it's amazing because they inspire the whole town to think that if they could do it, anyone can do it.
1: Yeah, that's fantastic. And I will, at the end of the podcast interview, ask how people can connect with you. So if anybody is thinking about how do I make a donation, how do I give to this worthy cause, we'll get Crystal's details afterwards. So keep uh, hanging on and uh, you'll be able to find out how you can make a donation at the end of the podcast. Uh, Crystal, your enthusiasm and your passion oozes out of you and I hope Everybody feels and senses that absolute passion that is listening. What motivates and drives you to help others in need? What's your driving force?
0: Um, Look, I have been serving my community from a young age. I started when I was 11 years old at the local PCYC um, under an amazing sergeant Craig Green, who's still the sergeant there um, and branch manager at the Ashmore PCYC. And it was all about creating purpose for myself but with the ability to help others. And it was seeing, you know, someone like myself at the time, I went through my own personal struggles through um, severe bullying that I had gone through really really severe and in this day and age if that sort of bullying was happening be all over the news but back in those days it wasn't sort of a thing but going through my own personal struggles through that for many years it was my sanctuary to be able to help people it was my sanctuary to be able to come to a safe space and know that I was doing something to inspire someone else and it was my safe place so I loved doing it and knowing that that I could overcome what I went through by helping others was huge for me. Um, I love doing what I'm doing. I was put on this earth to serve. So I live and um, breathe all that I do from a place of love and the ability to go, hey, well, if I've got five minutes and that five minutes can help someone else, well, then I'm going to do it. Where can we get in there? Let's think outside the box. How can we make this happen? And get other people involved too.
1: Uh, Just Well, congratulations on that, and bullying is such a problem. Uh, Well done to you for being able to overcome that and put your energies into something really positive. So all power to you and go PCYC, um, PCYS, sorry. They do a great job, and clearly you're a fine example of that. Now... Tell us about how another project, of course, you've been involved with is the YMCA Community Closet. How did that come about and um, what what's the purpose of it?
0: Yeah, so um, I am a trainer and assessor. So um, I was working for a training organisation in Brisbane and one of the programs that we did was we actually taught disengaged youth out of the YMCA because they have a flexi school there for um For teens that have sort of had challenging backgrounds or emotional or, uh, you know, socioeconomic struggles. So, um, one of the programs I was involved in was teaching um, vocational skills, so hairdressing or retail. And one of the things that I found while working in that program was I was teaching retail to these students, and I'm sitting there trying to teach a program about retail and shopping to kids that didn't have clothes. the same clothes every day might not necessarily have proper shoes, um, no toiletries, um, no deodorant and things like that. And I thought, how can we as an organisation also in the YMCA come up with an idea that we're able to help these students not only feel better about themselves um, and make that burden a little easier, be able to help empower them Um, moving forward when they'd like to get a job say in the retail industry know that they have someone supporting them to look and feel their best so the community closet was born and it was made by students for students so we got the students involved right down to making everything and we collected donations from the public in order to create it like a little shop and it had everything from toiletries from share the dignity it had clothing from helping the homeless, interview clothing from helping, helping the homeless. Ian and Sandy Sneddon run helping the homeless and that was fantastic. The Uniting Church in Coomera who've been amazing, they donated a lot of uh, the formal wear. We had over 40 formal dresses at one point to um, make sure all the kids could go to their formal with uh, with gear. So with setting that up, they looked after it like it was a retail store. So not only did they get the skills that they required of the vocation, but they created something that they needed, including what we called crisis packs. So they were backpacks filled with toiletries, soap, hairbrushes, clothing, underwear, anything that someone would need if they were kicked out of home or they were on the street that they could just take a backpack and go. And it was a really empowering thing to be able to watch students from that circumstance make crisis packs for other people, but then secretly later on, go back up there and grab a backpack for themselves. So it was an amazing initiative that rolled out across other campuses as well. But it was just an idea. It's it's an idea of saying, this is the problem. How can we help? Let's make it happen and think outside the box. So I think that's where a lot of the times, especially in big organisations, um, in various different places, they do amazing things, but we're stuck in this, hierarchy of being a multi-organisation where we have policies and procedures that people have forgotten to think outside the box and how readily accessible things are to be able to start making a difference or serve a purpose. And that's where I come in. I don't like to be put in a box. Anyone that knows me knows that I'll bend the rules if I possibly could just to be able to make things happen and make an impact. And it was just born from an idea from multiple people.
1: Absolutely Brilliant. I mean, it's so spot on. This is the challenge. How do we solve it and how do we take people on a journey to get that outcome? Um, And clearly you're very motivated and you're really able to take people on the journey with you for what you believe in. So all power to you. I mean, you've done so much. I just had a thought in my head as we were talking, how do you actually make a living when you're giving so much of your time to help others how do you actually survive you know i know you're a hairdresser how do you actually do that
0: um well funny funny question it's uh looking back on multiple times i've been on international pro- projects um and looking back on all the work that i do people say to me how do you do it like do you get paid to do that no Not once have I ever been paid a single cent. It's all volunteer and it's all from my heart. And it's amazing. I don't do it all on my own. I have an incredible team, an army of powerful people behind me that help drive us to achieve what we achieve. But um, look, sometimes it is a struggle and through COVID as well. You know, the hairdressing industry wasn't making any money. Um, You know, there's been a lot of challenges along the way. But all I do is I get up in the morning and I go, okay, well, I I need to keep moving forward because there's people out there that need me to be the leader for them. So what can I do? Do I get out there and do haircuts? Do I work in a salon? Do I do some teaching? Because I I do like my teaching um, in training organisations. I try and fit wherever I can Um, and I've recently just purchased a hair salon, which is pretty exciting and we've put that ethos and that community spirit into that salon and we're starting to branch out and share that with the community of Tambourine Mountains. So, um, look, I just say to anyone, you, you don't have to be a millionaire to be able to volunteer. It could be one hour of your time. It could be throwing that extra packet of sanitary items in your grocery bag. It could be just saying hello to someone on the street. It's all those little things that add up to big things. All the things that I've done has equated to many years of volunteering and a lot of support from a lot of people, including my amazing Hair Aid family. I wouldn't be here today doing what I'm doing if it wasn't for those amazing people and those leaders and mentors I have behind me.
1: By helping others, you help yourself. You know, A hundred percent. Yeah, uh, and... I loved your thought. You wake up in the morning, uh, one of your first thoughts is, how do I help others today? And we empower ourselves by empowering others. And so that word called karma, I guess. Um, Give us a little plug. What's the name of your salon?
0: So uh, the salon is called Soul House of Hair, and we're in a Main Western Road, Tambourine Mountain, and we transform all of you. So we are not just any hair salon. Um, we pamper and honour you, but we're also an eco and organic hair salon. We are 95% sustainable, so we're almost completely off grid. We have zero waste, we are solar, we are tank water. Um, it's really amazing. We have our own salon, Worm Farm, which is pretty cool as well. Um, and we use amazing products like companies like DiLorenzo, who are 100% Australian made and manufactured. And it's really important to us. We're keeping things Aussie, we're keeping things um, healthy for us, the environment, and being able to inspire people that you don't have to just have any salon you can have anything that you want to have and create anything you want to create and that's a part of what we do and we're a big supporter of hair aid in our salon and in our local community
1: absolutely brilliant i just had a thought listening to that and that's so impressive that our um, our, our very passionate supporter ray ellis ceo of first national would absolutely love your story he um You'll be just so impressed by you. will have to get the local First National team to come and visit you at the hair salon. So we'll put we would
0: in. love that.
1: Yeah, they would uh, absolutely be delighted and love your story. Um, just changing pace for a, a moment, Crystal, what's something about you that we may not know?
0: Oh, gosh. Well, what's uh, something that you might not know? Doesn't have to be juicy. Just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no, definitely. Um, I don't know. Oh, I'm a Reiki master, so I um, yeah, I uh, an energy healer. Um, and I do counselling as well. So that's something that you may not know about me. Um, I have a little dog called Henry, and he's a French bulldog, and he's our our little soul house shop dog. And my favourite country in the whole world is Canada. And I've done so much stuff over there and um, I miss it dearly and I love travelling and spending a lot of time with my HairAid family all over the world.
1: Awesome. Well, there's some great things that we did not know and in keeping with giving and making a difference, Reiki Master counselling, it all fits. Uh, I
0: can't help it. No matter where (laughs) I go, I'm like, oh, yeah, sure, need a haircut, oh, need a chat for five minutes. It's just, (laughs) I just just do it.
1: Do you have fear going to parties and saying you're a hairdresser and people say, "Oh, could you just cut my hair for me
0: um, yes i I guess that happens and you have conversations, but you know what that's sometimes that's people's way of being able to connect they might have uh they might be uncomfortable being at that party getting to know someone new, so being able to jump on that and start asking questions might not necessarily um them thinking that that's an annoying question, it could be the only way they feel like that they can connect to you. So I never discount when someone says that to me and think, oh, God, here we go again, because I think, well, no, they've taken the time to ask the question, so it's up to me to um, respond to that. So um, And I appreciate them stepping out of their comfort zone to ask me what
1: I do. Um, five letters come to mind when I listen to what you have to tell everybody, and that is giver. G-I-V-E-R, so all power to you. Now, the 2021 Young Achiever Awards will be open soon. Of course, you're a finalist in the postponed 2020 awards, which were due to happen some while ago. And, of course, we were hoping that COVID would have gone away by now and left us in peace and health, but uh, hasn't been. So the awards are now going to be on loan online but the 2021 program is about to start in october uh, in every state and territory what uh, I mean people like you don't look for accolades I know you do stuff because it's there to be done you see the need and you just want to you know, get in and, and make it happen but it is nice to receive the validation for your work and it's um It's fantastic to get that pat on the back, particularly unsolicited when you haven't been expecting it. Why would you encourage our listeners to nominate someone for the twenty twenty one awards that's making a difference for others? Why would you recommend that they do that?
0: Look, I think the power of recognition is um, a really important thing to someone that is out there doing amazing things, and the reason for that is everybody. Uh, feels that being recognised is some self centred sort of thing sometimes, and that you're you're big noting what you do. But you know there are people out there that have had journeys like mine that have come from severe bullying, and only the January this year I fully um taken on that that was my history, that was my past, and it's something that I overcome, and it's empowered me to get to where I am through all walks of my life. But you could be that person out there doing amazing things, and so that one moment that you show that recognition that can elevate them to the next level it can excite them to really get out there and start shining and sharing what they do and sharing their personal struggles and story that they've overcome and that's something that they might not necessarily would have done without that little bit of recognition that pat on the back to say you know what you're there you're doing it and you're doing amazing things and we want to celebrate you and i think that the awards is fantastic for that it's done an amazing thing for my confidence to be able to say, you know what, I do what I do, but I do it with passion I do it because I have a team of people I do it with. It's not just me, it's everyone. But if I can inspire um, any person, any young person or any woman that's gone through any struggle as well to know that what you do is worthy, you are worthy and you deserve to be celebrated in all that you do no matter how little or how big.
1: Yeah, beautifully said. I think first we have to believe in ourselves to be able to make a difference for others in the truest and most powerful way. So I love what you just said. It's absolutely perfect. And for any of our listeners who would like to nominate someone that's making a difference in your life or is just a superstar, please head to awardsaustralia.com, check out the nomination categories in your state. Don't do it right now, of course. We're going to finish listening to Crystal, but um, certainly you could make a difference in someone's life by making that nomination. And it may only take a couple of minutes because all we need is the details, the detail uh, contact details of the person you'd like to nominate and we can do the rest. Crystal, um, I guess we touched on this before. But what's the passion that drives you to keep going? You know, you're achieving wonderful outcomes. What motivates you to keep on doing it?
0: Um, look, I think that one of the things that I believe in my life is, um, I've done my job when people are shining brighter than myself. So one of the things that, um, drives me the most is being able to help inspire, motivate and push other people to be able to succeed and achieve more than what I have done. And that's probably one of the things that makes my heart full and my heart sing is, You know, I can get out there on the ground and get in the slums and cut hair and get dirty, but if I can be in the background and pushing other people to get in that same place and be able to empower them to do that, That's even more powerful for me. It's not standing there taking it all and doing it all on my own because I want to be number one. It's about creating a team and nurturing a team of people that are out there doing amazing things. And that's how we can make the biggest impact is every day when we go to work or we go to our sporting uh, place or the gym or how can we create a community that works together to make an impact instead of just doing it all on your own? Because if you do it on your own, you may impact a couple of people. But if you do it with a team, think of how many other people you could impact and that's what I'm passionate about.
1: Touché and uh, that's exactly why you were a finalist in the first National Real Estate Leadership Award. What do you think the world needs more of right now?
0: Wow, that's a massive question considering everything that's going on. But I think... In a world where we're so connected through social media, I feel like we're all so disconnected. And what the world needs more of right now is forward thinkers, action, people willing to step out of their comfort zone, people willing to have hard conversations, um, disagree and come up with amazing ideas from that disagreement, merge, move forward and be able to start um, thinking, you know what? How can we make this situation like COVID better? Get out there, hand and foot, in your community, network with other business owners, network with your other community organisations, talk to your neighbours. How can we all support each other through something that's changed our whole world? It starts with a conversation and it can all start with you.
1: Yeah, well said. I'd also love to see more positive comments on social media. People seem to get on and want to, and Bring people down or be negative about something that's said, take things out of context, mm-hmm. see more positivity uh, and people supporting each other as mm-hmm. well. I think you touched on that before. It's all about the validation and supporting each other to make a difference and taking people on a journey, helping people to get to that journey end as well. So, what's next for Crystal?
0: Oh, look. Um I am a woman that wears many hats and what's next for me, there's a lot of different goals um, above. Uh, I've got a, you know, an amazing team in the hair salon on the mountain and we're hoping to be able to do some incredible things up there. But for Hair Raid, it's about helping keep connection with a lot of the community organisations that have sort of stepped away due to COVID. So getting back on track, building up the teams in that local area, helping inspire and encourage other people. I've helped um, a couple of other salons across the world start doing their own community cuts, which have been really exciting in Canada and the US. Um, But for me, it's about how can we get back overseas and get back into those projects? Or how can we even maybe start touching base into the Aboriginal communities up north? How can we help them um, in regards to um, education and inspiring them? So, look, the world's the oyster and who knows? I never know who's going to contact me or what's around the corner, but I'm open to receiving all and running with it.
1: Your mind seems to be limitless in its potential to achieve new things, which is absolutely brilliant. Uh, And once we can get rid of this COVID issue, you know, I think that will help you to be able to achieve some of those enormous plans that you have, which will all make a difference or power to you. Um, You've provided lots of advice and lots of inspirational thoughts for our listeners today. Is there another or one piece of advice or some words of wisdom that you'd like to leave our listeners with or reiterate something that you've already said?
0: Yes. Uh, I want people to know that no matter how hard something is, no matter how hard you try and you feel like you're failing, whether you have support or friends that have slipped away, whether you've been through times like bullying, um, maybe so uh, emotional situations with family and friends, wh- whatever it may be that you can overcome, you can move forward and you can do anything that you want to do and whichever that is that you choose, it is right for you. So not everyone can do what I do and that's okay. Not everyone can volunteer their time as much as I do and that's okay. Whatever you do in your space that's right for you is how you make a difference and how you can overcome what you've gone through. So, um, and it's important to connect with people and create a community around you to support you through that. Because if it wasn't for, um, you know, my mentors overseas, my local healing centre, Hair Aid, and the amazing people that I have behind me, I wouldn't be where I am today. And I'm grateful that I have a very supportive husband that knows that I'm gallivanting around the countryside doing all sorts of things. And I I think if I bring home one more donation into the garage, it's going to kill me. (laughs) because we just can't fit it all in there. But um, he knows the power of what I do and he's my number one fan as well. So, um, you know, you can build that. It's just about finding that peace within you to own your story, own where you've been and don't let it define you, let it power you.
1: Absolutely perfect. That support is really crucial, isn't it? Having people around you that support, that love, that care, that can give it can help, It yeah. can lead, that can do it's, a,
0: it's not all roses all the time. It doesn't mean I'm a positive person all the time. Sometimes it's okay to not be okay. I've been at those low points. I've been at those positions of where am I going to get my next $10 from or what am I going to do here? But I'm still out there and I'm still doing it. It's because of the support of those people and being vulnerable enough to say, I need some help. How can you help me?
1: Yeah, that's a really good point. No one is... Up all the time. We have our low times and we need to be conscious supporting people that we might feel uh, always up, but they're not. So, if they're having a low moment, we need to be there for them. We need to be conscious of being aware and looking for those times as well. So, I think you made a really, made a lot of really valid points and terrific points. Uh, I encourage all of our listeners to get their friends on board for this podcast. If you've listened, you've loved the podcast, there's so much to enjoy and to learn from this podcast. Get your friends onto it. Get them to listen to it as well. Crystal's extraordinary. Crystal, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. It's been really enlightening, empowering, and I have uh, personally grown so much and gained so much out of listening and talking with you today how can our listeners connect with you or donate to to your causes
0: Okay. So you can connect um, through www.hairaid.org.au. You can also connect to us through Facebook. HairAid is on Facebook as well. So log on there. You're welcome to message through at any time if you've got any specific questions for me, anyone on the Gold Coast or anyone all over Australia that has has a specific question that you'd like to ask me from this podcast. Um, Otherwise, you can send any of your queries through to Selena, our amazing CEO, who is in hair aid headquarters in Brisbane, and she'll be able to answer any of your questions. Put your name down for a local HaiRAid community cuts or put your name down for a future hair aid project. Donations are crucial to what we do. Everything we do is purely from donation and fundraising. It's fundraising we have to add on to one of the many things that we do in order to to do those international projects. Um, we are the fundraiser pay for that ourselves in order to make a difference. So um, You know, every little bit can help um, go towards amazing things. And right now we're actually um, in the process of building a hair training centre inside Karabakan Prison in Indonesia, which is pretty incredible. So um, donations go towards things like that or um, uh, sending crews into the Philippines, into the drug rehabilitation centres, into the prisons. Um, into Cambodia, into amazing um, uh, refuge centres for women within the sex trade. So there's all those dollars go to amazing things overseas, but it also goes towards those hair aid community cuts, looking after those volunteers, making sure we have the equipment that we need um, in all of those community centers in order for us to... Um, perform those haircuts so there's lots that goes in behind the scenes to what we do and it's all done via donation so any little bit does help
1: absolutely brilliant I, I think you epitomise what we try to achieve through our award programs as incubators for innovative economic and social growth in our communities and you epitomise just that you, you um uh, exactly what making a difference is all about. So we thank you. I hope our listeners have really enjoyed Crystal's story. As I say, if so, get your friends onto it, write a review and subscribe if you haven't already because we have so many powerful stories like crystals from our young people who are change makers, who are making a difference in the world. One haircut or one other way at a time. So, Crystal, thanks so much for joining us today.
0: No worries. Thank you so much. And thank you to First National for supporting us with this award. It's really amazing um, uh, for you to do that. So thank you so much. Thank you, everyone. And I am very grateful and humbled by this nomination.
1: Thank you. And our, our sponsor partners are the difference as well by making it possible for us to fund this program. Until next week, take care, be kind, and be the difference for someone. I hope you enjoyed today's interview as much as I have. We would love you to subscribe to our podcast so that you won't miss an episode. Join us each week as we talk with ordinary Australians achieving extraordinary things. Did you know that Awards Australia is a family-owned business that proudly makes a difference in the lives of those that make a difference for others? And we thank our corporate and not-for-profit partners for making our award programs possible. Do you know someone that's making a difference? Or maybe your business might like to sponsor an award? Contact us through our Instagram page, inspirational.australians, or head to our website, awardsaustralia.com. It would be great if you could share this episode with your network, because who doesn't like a good news story? And please rate and review us. We would really love to hear your thoughts. Until next week, stay safe and remember, together we make a difference.
0: Thanks for joining us today on the Inspirational Australians podcast. We hope you enjoyed listening and have been inspired by ordinary Australians achieving extraordinary things. So it's goodbye for another week. Remember, together we make a difference.